Hey everybody, I wanted to make a quick episode just for you guys, giving you a little bit of an update on the anti-bias curriculum situation that I um, recorded about last episode. I don't know if you've watched it. If you've not, please go back and watch it. Um, this is something that's happening in classrooms all across the nation and your elementary schools. So children as young as five years old are learning about this. Uh, quick backstory in case you didn't watch it already. Um, I'm a kindergarten teacher and I was presented with an anti-bias curriculum a couple weeks ago. Um, this included activities that encompass uh, empathy and acceptance, being proud of who you are, standing up for others, that kind of thing. Uh, the more that I looked into the curriculum, I realized it was really LBGTQIA+, if I got all those letters right, um, kind of curriculum. And there were readings in this that presented uh, like same-sex uh, families and couples. Um, I think there are a couple books that promoted transgenderism, um, cross-dressing kind of things lightly. It was touched on lightly, but still something that I was handed and told I needed to cover in my class. That didn't sit okay with me, so I reached out to my district leader. Um, she tried to call me a couple times. We weren't able to connect, so she actually came to visit on Thursday, and we sat down in our little meeting room, and she said that she was so thankful for my emails and for me being as transparent as I was in my beliefs um, that this shouldn't be exposed to the children in my class. And she said that she was proud of me for standing up and speaking my mind about it. Um, we talked about a variety of things. But she said that the company as a whole realized that they made a huge mistake whenever they rolled this information out. That they should have met with their team leaders from each uh, district or part of uh, the state wherever we are located in to see what their clientele is and how their clientele would react. The um, head of education or whatever her title is was supposed to send out an email to all of the parents and families that are enrolled in our centers explaining what we're going to do and that didn't happen because there was such a backlash from this. Um, this information was publicly posted on their Facebook pages um, I would assume on the company page as well. I didn't go into it that far. But the um, families stood up. They voiced their opinions. And the company said that they went about it the entirely wrong way. Um, my district leader more or less apologized for presenting the information how it came. And she did say that the company has touched on um, different kind of like holidays or celebrations. So they felt that if we're going to touch on this, then why aren't we touching on that kind of thing? But that's not the way that it needs to be in our particular environments. Um, I have a multi-age classroom, so that had a big deal um, with my problems with what I was <laughs> being presented. Um, I have kids as young as three in my room, and some of the activities were reading these stories and then speaking about the activists that represent um, just different aspects in the community. Like, Edith Windsor was one of them, Jojo Siwa, um, 
Marsha P. Johnson, I can't remember. There was a couple other ones um, that this was all supposed to be spoken of. And I explained to her, I didn't think this was right because my my kids like to act out what they see or what they what we read, like all little children would. And it's not my place to have this conversation. I'm not ready as an educator for young kids to answer the questions that they might have. And I don't want the backlash coming back to me from the families um, if they go home and they're like, oh, this is what Miss Courtney said. I'm not trying to get into that conversation. So it was successful. I think that I think that I had a part and and all of it um i like to think that anyway i know that i'm not the only one the curriculum doesn't fall on my shoulders it's not only me but so we all know that the arizona audit the um, paper hand count is coming to an end it should end uh, i think by today i don't know if i'll be able to pull this up for you guys or not. Um, the paper count should be done by today and what I read from, um, what was it? Hold on. Sorry, looking through my stories on Facebook because I don't have it pulled up on my computer for it to show you guys on there. But I don't know, can we read this? The Gateway Punit says, Breaking update, history made as final Arizona ballot inspections completed. Huge preliminary, it's not focusing, huge preliminary uh, reports expected Monday when true numbers of ballot uh, totals announced. So for them to come out with <laughs> this article um, saying history is going to be made, I feel very confident about this. I feel this is going very much in our way. There's been over 20 states that have visited the Arizona audit location to see the quote and unquote uh, golden standards of how the audits should be conducted and what all needs to be uh, um, done, like the process that they need to go through, the uh, paperwork and documents that need to be ready and presented to open a forensic audit in their own state. And from what I have read, Arizona is just the first domino to fall. They um, are doing it in, I want to say, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Georgia. Speaking of Georgia, the um, election task force that interfered in Arizona, in the Arizona State Aud Senate Audit, sorry, of Maricopa County had also, um, links and connections found to Fulton County over in Georgia. So with as much fraud that's being found in Arizona, you know it's going to be the same, if not more, in Georgia. Like, how can it not? I don't think that they expected uh, the, the people to stand up and speak out and push back against what is happening. I think they wanted us to just sit down and let this administration run out. But the writings on the wall are so clear, and we know that this election was rigged, that there's no way Biden won. It, it's just not happening. That's it, No, just no. 
staying on topic with the audits, um, the top CCP military intelligence officer who would have had a vast amount of knowledge to who played what key role in this entire process um, and, and in what the foreign state had with hacking the U.S. digitally during the election stream from November 5th to November, sorry, November 3rd until November 5th has been defected to the United States. And this is huge. This is fire, you guys. With what this particular individual knows, um, the next three, maybe four weeks are going to be one bombshell after another. And all of your friends who told you this all along the way that you just brushed aside, you should probably start writing your apology. I mentioned that uh, Pennsylvania was also going to do an audit. This, my notes that I wrote down, uh, Pennsylvania posed to begin an Arizona-style audit. The state senator, David Argyle, who heads a committee that oversees the election, says that he favors a forensic audit and is considering subpoenas for the ballot information in which jurisdictions to which they were sent. Um, and... Again, if you guys were watching the election night like I was, you knew the exact time whenever everything stopped and numbers stopped and they stopped counting. The auditors went home because they were so sleepy and so tired. And this is whenever it started happening. This is when ballot drops started. This is when the ballots were being pulled out from under the tables and scanned three or four times. Um, a delegation from Oregon and Washington recently visited the audits to learn the gold standards of auditing as well. And I'm not sure that both of those states went red, because I'm pretty sure they went blue, but it's interesting that, that they visited and they are trying, it looks like they're trying to uh, get their ducks in a row to do the same thing. Maybe they're trying to come clean before they get busted. I don't know, it, it might be a smart thing to do. Boris Epstein, who was um, a former special agent to President Trump, said the Constitution does not prohibit Trump from being reinstated as president. And he also said that the evidence that is coming from Arizona is nuclear. Um, people just don't say this up and make it up, guys. They don't. Everybody... Everybody can get this information. Everybody can find it. I use Telegram a lot. I have told you guys about Telegram before. It's free speech. They don't censor you there. Tons and tons of information coming through every single day. Okay, I did want to pull up the um, article that I was trying to show you guys earlier. I was able to find it. Um, so this is what I was reading earlier. The breaking update history made as final Arizona ballot inspections completed. Huge preliminary reports expected Monday when true numbers of ballot totals are announced. Uh, the Arizona audit officially completed both the hand count and paper evaluation inspections on Friday. The audit workers will now vacate Veterans Memorial Coliseum to prepare and deliver a report to the Arizona State Senate, who made an announcement um, I think earlier last week, that they were getting ready to wrap up and have a recess until 2022. So it looks like this just might um, be able to be presented to 
to the state of Arizona before they take their recess. Um, I don't know how far this goes. On Monday or soon after, we will know the true numbers of ballots that were cast in Maricopa County. If it drastically is different than the numbers of certified ballots as expected with the discrepancies found, there will be severe consequences for Doug Ducey and uh, Katie Hobbs. The Arizona Senate will not need to consider decertifying the results if they cannot prove that Biden was a winner. Attorney General Mark Bronovich uh, will need to take initiative as investigating an investigation into those involved scams and cover-up. Um, also, like a traitor, you know, high treason. <coughs> uh, let's see. And it just goes on to say that since the beginning, audit officials have been reporting significant discrepancies in the total number of ballots. Um, I know there were, or it was to be said that like 25%, I think, of the ballots were missing and they didn't know what, what had happened to those or where those had went. Uh, again, you can find this at thegatewaypundit.com and then... If you just go over to more, you can search. Um, so yeah, I wanted to share that with you. I thought that was pretty interesting. Just, they're not going to get away with it. Uh, you had to go through this to see the fraud for them to expose themselves. Let it play out. Everything is going to be fine. Trump will be reinstated as president soon enough. Not soon enough. Um... Mm. I have so many friends at the rally today in Ohio where Trump is coming back for one of his rally-style uh, events. I wanted to go really bad, but just couldn't make it happen. That's fine. I'm watching live. I think some of it's already started. I have friends that are going live and posting right now. That's why I keep looking down at my phone. But everything is fine. It'll all work out. The Arizona audit and the update to the anti-bias curriculum for this episode, I am going to start writing um, another one for the Iowa Mama Bears. I have shared their story on the Facebook page and on the Patriot Strong podcast Facebook page. So make sure that you turn on your notifications and tune in for that. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope you are having a wonderful Saturday and enjoy the weekend. It's supposed to be nice. Hopefully it doesn't rain again. God bless you. God bless this country. And together we're Patriots Strong. Bye, guys.